This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alex Sai. And I'm Alice Dempster. It's Tuesday the 7th of November. In your squiz today, when Albanese met G, Israel cuts Gaza in two, it's a big first Tuesday in November, and Christmas comes early. This is your squiz today. It was all leading up to this, Alice, and last night, PM Anthony Albanese met with China's President Xi Jinping in the Great Hall of the People in Beijing. Heading in, there were smiles all around as both men recalled Gough Whitlam's trip 50 years ago that kick-started diplomatic relations between our nations. And then it was down to business. And Alex, the discussion was mostly focused on trade and the economy. And Albanese says the pair spoke about our common interests going forward, as well as the mutual benefits we have. He also said that Xi is feeling rosy about the future of the Chinese economy, which would in turn be good news for Australia's economy. And our PM also said there was plenty of fun in the conversation. For example, they've discussed the pandas that China's loaned to Adelaide Zoo. They're famous in South Australia, Alex. (laughs) But it wasn't all smiles. Albanese said that he also raised human rights issues within China, along with the case of the Australian writer Yang Hengjun, who's been detained there for about four years now. And on those last points, there has been so much build-up to this meeting that it does seem reasonable to want quick results. But Alice, it looks like it's going to be a slower burn than that. Yeah, it took years to build our relationship and trading partnership with China and a few years of tension to see it unravel. What both Albanese and Xi said last night was that it was good for them to talk and good to re-establish broader communication channels between our governments. And that really was the entire point of the exercise. But Xi did say one key phrase, and that's that he wanted to see our nations moving forward, the comprehensive strategic partnership between our two countries. That was his quote. And that's encouraging because it should mean concrete outcomes for trade, investment and cooperation going forward. But we will have to wait and see. We will indeed. And, Alice, we could get a return visit out of it. Albanese issued an official invitation to Xi to come to Australia. Albanese said Xi acknowledged that invitation but hasn't yet accepted it. But for today, Alice, Albanese is hanging out with Premier Lee Chung for more talks and an official ceremonial welcome at the Great Hall of the People. And from there, he jets off to the Cook Islands tonight for the Pacific Islands Forum Leaders Meeting. And that is where we'll pick things up tomorrow. Victorian police have released the identities of the victims of a car crash in Dalesford and confirmed they were from two families who were taking a trip to the town together. That's a common thing in Melbourne this weekend, with many in the state taking an extended long weekend with today's Melbourne Cup public holiday. Police Commissioner Shane Patton called the deaths an absolute tragedy. So five people died as a result of that crash on Sunday evening. They include a lawyer and her nine-year-old daughter, as well as her partner. And from the other family, a 38-year-old man and his eldest son. And five other people are still in hospital with injuries from that crash. Reports say that includes a six-year-old and an 11-month-old. 
As for the driver of the car, Alex, he's a 66-year-old man from a nearby town and police say he returned a negative blood alcohol reading at the scene, so investigators are still piecing together what happened. And police are also investigating a different car crash in Sydney's southwest. Two boys aged 13 and 14 died yesterday morning after a car they were in crashed into a tree and then a power pole. That split the car in half, and New South Wales police are searching for the driver and another passenger who fled the scene. Israel's military says it has fully encircled Gaza City, effectively dividing the Palestinian territory of Gaza in two. That's significant because Gaza City is the place where Israel believes the leadership of Hamas is based. Yeah, that's right. Israeli military said that its main focus is on the densely built up areas of the city and a couple of nearby refugee camps. And Israel isn't backing down in its mission to destroy Hamas after their militants entered Israeli territory a month ago and killed 1,400 Israeli citizens. Reports also say Gaza's experienced heavy bombing over the last couple of days, and that's contributed to the death toll from the Palestinian territory, passing 10,000 people. That number is according to the Hamas-led Palestinian Health Ministry, and it says about 40% of those dead are children. A United Nations agency has also updated its numbers. They say that 1.5 million people have been displaced by the war and that the average Palestinian is now living on two slices of bread per day. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit-for-member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. It is the first Tuesday of the month, and it is also November, which means we're in for a double header, Alice, of a Reserve Bank (laughs) board meeting followed by the Melbourne Cup. Let's go with the RBA first. Yeah, let's go with the finance first. The economists of our major banks are expecting a rate rise at 2.30pm and they're making that forecast based on the higher than expected inflation figures in the July to September quarter. That was driven by increases to fuel and rising home prices. If the rate does rise, Alex, it's notable because it will be the first shift in five months. So I don't know if you're a betting man, but it seems like a punt on interest rates going up is close to a sure thing. (laughs) I don't bet on that or anything. (laughs) As for the Melbourne Cup, there is plenty that's been said in the lead up to the big day about its popularity dropping as racegoers and TV viewers switch off. For those who are watching, though, the favourite is the Irish stayer Vauban. And Alice, there are only two horses in the field from Australia. They are Vow and Declare and Right You Are. I know it's only November, but we have a jolly story for you. Research suggests that a fifth of people start preparing for Christmas in November, which, to be clear, Alice, (laughs) is the month before Christmas. Alex, I've been waiting for a chance to vent about my local shops putting up their Christmas reindeer in the windows (laughs) weeks ago in October, which is crazy to me. So this research is from Britain, but it's obviously the same story here. And the report reckons that when it comes to decorations, outdoor lights are becoming more popular and so are second trees. 
The reports called them show trees and it said that they often turn up in hallways or home offices. And that idea has been taken even further by a tree marketing executive in the US who's obviously looking to make some extra sales. They've pitched the idea of each child in a family having their own personal tree. I don't know who has time to decorate multiple trees, but I guess if you get started in November, you have a bit of leeway. (laughs) (laughs) And this executive's idea is for each child to decorate their own tree. And her suggestion is in the theme of their favourite reindeer, Christmas movie, or even their (laughs) favourite superhero. To which I say, Alice, Santa is a superhero. He gets around the world in one night, which is way cooler than Superman. (laughs) Squiz the day, Alice. Today, we have the latest episode of our special series, How Far We've Come, dropping. Yeah, it's the third episode today, and it's all about the history of university and university fees in Oz. There is quite a bit to unpack in it. Claire and Kate will take you back to Gough Whitlam's free uni days, then the introduction of the HEX system in the late 80s, and then how it's evolved into what it is today. There's obviously a bit of debate about where it's at and whether it's working as it should. And they'll also chat through where to from here. It's a good listen and it will be in your Squiz Today podcast feed later today. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.